Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Well, hello. It's great to be with you today. Today, we want to talk about this idea of thin places. And this is something that arises in the Celtic faith tradition. Uh, It's a Celtic saying, uh, there's a saying, a Celtic saying that heaven and earth are only three feet apart, but in thin places, that distance is even smaller. So, a thin place is where the veil that separates heaven and earth is lifted and one is able to receive a glimpse of the glory of God. Uh, A contemporary uh, poet Uh, Charlene's Sledge gives this description. Thin places, the Celts call this space, both seen and unseen, where the door between the world and the next is cracked open for a moment, and the light is not all on the other side. God-shaped space, holy. And so I really love this idea. And I can think back to being a kid. One of my favorite things to do as a kid was to set out on these adventures. There was a particular place that I'd always find myself going to. And it was this place that I I would connect to God. It was about five blocks from my house. And it was this this open area of land in this small rural town in Texas that we lived in. And I had what what I would call a sit spot. And I was always drawn to go to this place and sit. And I found that I had the most amazing experiences as a kid talking to God in in this space. Uh, as an adult, I, I always am looking for thin spaces. Uh, I, I live uh, in a beautiful place that's surrounded by a lot of nature. And uh, I go on walks and I find that I'm in a thin space in, in the woods that are near my house. But it's it's not necessarily dedicated to just nature. I'm a, a part of a cohort uh, that meets at the Franciscan Spirituality Center in La Crosse, and they have a, a sanctuary uh, where people have been praying in the sec- sanctuary for, for 140 years. And whenever you walk into the space, it's like, you know, the hair on the back of your neck stands up and there's like, it feels like electricity. Uh, it's, it's this place where there's this energy that you find that you don't find in what I would call the ordinary places of your life. And so, guys, how have you interacted with thin spaces? Yeah, I find this topic particularly relevant because as we're recording, we are still kind of in the pandemic era of our lives. Many of us have had to work from home, school from home, live in our homes. And so, all of a sudden, the kitchen table becomes everything or, you know, I'm having Zoom meetings with professionals and like they're in the corner of their bedroom. And so all of a sudden, like the, the boundary lines have gotten really blurry and everything is kind of clumped into one thing. And so I think more than ever, this idea of having something set apart, separate, sacred is super important in light of the pandemic because everything's kind of been clumped together. And you know, I appreciate Chris, you even naming, yes, maybe the 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 thin space is 
outside in nature, but maybe if you're in a crowded space, sometimes it can be like a special chair or a particular area where this is where I'm, I'm going right now. And I have a book, I have uh, my headphones on, I have something where in this little corner of my life, it is something set apart and sacred for me in the midst of kind of everything being clumped together. So I find particularly with the pandemic that this topic is quite relevant. Can we just stop and talk for a minute about the fact that you were a child going out into a sit space? What? Oh my gosh. So, and actually it doesn't surprise me because though the listeners cannot see all of this, like Chris's room is always the most beautiful room in this space, like the, the candles are lit and he's ready to go. Like my room, totally functional. I'm just closest to the internet. So that tells you something. Uh, <laughs> uh, I used to, I was at one point trying to create a beautiful space, but it wasn't close to the internet. So function one, but yes. So I find you're so right with this whole COVID thing. I've heard a lot of people say, I feel like everything is the same. And so like we run a church service on Sundays. We have a room dedicated to that, which I am actually sitting in right now, though not the way I would on a Sunday. Uh, So when I go to church, quote unquote, on Sundays, it does feel different for me. But for somebody else, they might be in their bed or on their couch or in their, you know, recreation center. So it's very different. However, I was sharing with Christina even just the other day, I've been doing these uh, 15 minute sits in this on this one couch in our living room. And then I went and sat on that same couch to do work. And I immediately started with a deep breath. It was just like natural for me to sit there and then begin some sort of a practice, which kind of jolted me into my current moment. Like, oh my gosh, right? This is, I have a muscle memory here that this is where I meet God. So it is kind of a big deal to have that place where you can go, I think. Yeah. And I, I've really appreciated, um, you know, the pandemic has really helped us as a family sort of engage in this idea of thin places. And one of our favorite practice, one of my favorite practices as a family has been during the early days of the pandemic, we decided to set out, you know, once a day and go for a nature hike. And so we drove, we walked, we went to all these different places in, you know, central Wisconsin Uh, And we would go on these hikes and it was such a special time for me and such a special time for our family going to these different spots and walking through nature. And so I really loved the experience of the divine in a community setting, you know, like going out with others, this transcendent experience that, you know, one probably can't find, or maybe they can't find, I don't want to be limiting here, but one that I haven't found in like going to a church building or something like that. And so I really, I've really enjoyed this idea of nature. I think there's something, there's something to nature being wild and, and opening you up to the divine in ways uh, that you can experience. And going back to this idea of it's, it's not, you can't find it in your everyday life. You know, you, I can't find, you, you know, you're making, probably not poking fun at me, but, you know, you're drawing attention to my candles and, and uh, I want to have a great experience while I'm on this podcast. But I think there's also something too, when you set out, when you, when you go on a journey, you know, I, I think in all kinds of literature, there's this idea of setting aside your life and going into the unknown. And I think for everyone that will probably have uh, so much benefit is whenever you make space in your life 
to set out and to to go into the unknown, there's just this meeting place with God that you can't find anywhere else. And I think also, in addition to that, yes, there's the, the beauty of those transcendent moments. Also, I think then spaces are laughing together and just having those moments of joy. And I would say a thin space is a hammock outside our house. One of our daughters saved up her money and she has this like rainbow striped hammock that is on our tree. And that is the gathering place for her and her neighborhood friends, you know, as we are able to, you know, kind of gather outside and and, and do that pretty much every day. And it's not even a fancy setup, but there's something about that hammock that draws all the children in the neighborhood that's in her little sphere, her bubble. And and that's where they, every single day they have conversation, they hang out, they might, you know, throw a ball or something near that, but there's something about the simplicity of that too. So I think, yes, the striking out and the beautiful transcendence, but also just the simplicity of somehow hanging a hammock or, you know, um, people that maybe travel a lot too. When um, I used to work for a nonprofit and, and we traveled a lot and one of my friends, whenever she was in a new location, she had like a special picture, for, like she would, you know, take out like a picture frame and she had like a special blanket thing and that wherever she was at, that bed, that youth hostel, that hotel became her sacred space um, because of those things that she brought that made it that sacred space. So I think there's something to, to that as well. Yeah. I feel like we're sort of talking about awareness a little bit. How do we become aware of the divine? And that can look so different, perhaps depending on personality or what's available to us in the moment. So yes, no, I would definitely not make fun of your candles. I think they're amazing. Like I, I want to become like you. And I, I just think that some people are super predisposed. Like we have a four-year-old and I am always amazed. He will say, so we were like trying to order off of a menu one day and he said, I would like to eat that beautiful waffle. He's noticing the picture of the waffle. I thought that's remarkable to me that a four-year-old is finding this waffle aesthetically pleasing and thinks I should like to eat that. And and it happened again today. We were driving our other kids to school and it started to snow and he's like, that is really beautiful. And I'm like, who is this child in my backseat who notices beauty like that? So, you know, I think sometimes they talk about upstreams and downstreams, like ways in which it's very easy for us to connect, ways that it's more challenging, but it's worth it for us. Uh, So I think for me, I love aesthetic, but I have to work for it because I will always choose function. I will choose fast over getting my space set. But it's so meaningful to me when I go that extra mile. Um, And then that awareness piece seems so important. Yeah. And I was recently listening to someone talk about sanctuary throughout history. And on our last podcast, we kind of talked about the perennial wisdom, which is wisdom found in many different faith traditions throughout the centuries. And this person was noting that, you know, in in all major religions, uh, there's there's something to be said about sort of this set-apart space, this holy of holies, or, you know, a temple, or these divine spots in the world. And she was remarking, even in films, like in the the medieval times, if someone was was, um, being chased, even by legal authorities, they could scream sanctuary and go into the church space or the sacred space and they were safe and um, no questions asked that was a safe space for them and so she was just kind of talking about even on a very basic human level there's something hardwired in us to need safe spaces sacred spaces and again they can be the beautiful fancy 
you know, ornate temples or whatnot, or it can be the tree in the backyard, the hammock, whatever it is, but there's something hardwired in us to need that. And I wonder too, again, in light of the pandemic, you know, I think that there definitely there's the physical spaces, but I think many of us this year have found online sanctuaries in new ways where, you know, maybe before the online space was more functional, right? We have to log on to do our business and work and things like that. But I think that has certainly grown this past year where there have been beautiful sacred spaces created online that, um, not that they were non-existent before the pandemic, but I would say much more robust uh, in, in this recent year. So I, I think, gosh, the the um, vastness of sanctuary throughout history and, and what we're experiencing now on a deep level is just really noteworthy to me. Yes. I know specific podcast that my wife listens to that I do not tread with a con with a with with a question when she's listening to that podcast. You know, I think even the the idea that a podcast can take you to another place uh, to have this experience is is quite extraordinary. So I love, yeah, all the different ways that 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 we can think of uh, finding God in our lives and. Um, you know, I, I really have appreciated uh, just all the ways that that we've learned to explore over this past year. I think that's that's probably been one of my what what is a nugget that you can take out of the pandemic, and it's this idea of is God can be found anywhere. Um, but yes, I do love to create environments. I do love to to sort of invite God in by this act of preparation. And uh, I think, you know, that could, that can make a, a, a place or a space holy as well. Um, and it could be tools that we use as well. You know, I think poetry uh, can take me to uh, a, a thin space where, you know, heaven seems to just be right there for me. Uh, connection to the divine. And so I really appreciated our conversation today. Thank you so much, guys. This is the part of our podcast where we talk about what we are into. What are we into today? I am into boats. Uh, so I grew up in St. Louis and I was not around boats a lot. We had the occasional float trip on the the rivers, but uh, my oldest daughter just recently joined crew after school. And so um, the coach was like asking for volunteers and I literally had to Google, like, I don't even know what these terms mean. So we might be able to volunteer, but if it's involving a boat, like, let me just Google what that means before I'm committing myself to that. But um, it's just been really fun. And, and we're kind of thinking about like, you know, can we do some more kayaking or canoeing or, or things like that this summer? So I've just kind of been thinking about boats and maybe boats can become a thin space for us in this upcoming summer season. So that's what I'm into this week. That is remarkable. Have fun with that. I am sure it will happen because you're already thinking about it. Uh, well, the, the seasons are turning a little bit and I have found as they turn, I'm getting more excited about salad-like meals. So not specifically salad, but those lighter types of things. So I went through all my cookbooks the last time I went to the grocery store and I like purposely bought all the ingredients so that now I can just pick and choose. Um, so that is my current excitement. <laughs> Yeah, nice. I love that. Well, I have been into the idea 
not necessarily the the action of doing, but I've been into the idea of fishing with my kids. Uh, several years ago, I was into fly fishing and I had a buddy who was really into fly fishing. Um, and fly fishing is a lot more active than, than uh, most types of fishing. Uh, and so I have gotten our fly fish gear out and I have um, put the uh, the line on the reel and I've been practicing some of my knots and I am so out of practice. Uh, fly fishing is this whole big uh, endeavor. And so I've been into fly fishing, learning my knots, practicing my, my cast and getting ready to take my daughter who is about to turn 11. And that's what she wants to do for her birthday is go fishing. So I've been into fly fishing. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're so glad that you were able to join us. For more resources, we invite you to check out the contemplativelife.net. And we look forward to seeing you again soon.